guys and girls and everybody. This is Lissa Mandel from the Bitch Seat Podcast. As some of you may know, we are a part of the Atlantic Transmission Network, which is a network that puts out all kinds of great podcasts. A great way to support our show and our sister shows is to visit theatlantictransmission.com and click on the Amazon link at the top of the homepage. It's all the same great Amazon stuff at the same great price, but we get a small piece for sending you there. So if you want to keep shows like The Bitch Seat going, keep us happy, then, uh, you know, throw in your pennies. You don't even have to pay anything extra. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to The Bitch Seat. And please welcome to the stage your host, Lissa Mandel. It is very bright. I love it. Hello, everybody. Thank you for coming to the bitch seat tonight. You made it. Yeah. Um, This is a show uh, all about um, uh, culling the angst of our youth to hopefully learn something uh, good about ourselves today or something bad about ourselves. But either way, we learn something about ourselves, I hope. And uh, and we have an amazing jam-packed show. This is a live podcast recording, so feel free to laugh, groan, scream, cry, whatever. Not too much heckling, but a little bit is always okay. Uh, and um, I'm Lissa, for those of you who don't know me. And um, I started this show because I had a wealth of um, journals from my youth that really needed to see the light of day. And I wanted to give that opportunity to lots of other people as well. So every uh, show, uh, live show, we have a theme. And for this one, I decided to focus on something that we're all feeling right now uh, as the world burns to the ground, which is temper tantrums. So our president gets to have one of those publicly every day over really stupid shit, so I feel like we should get to have some over like maybe more valuable shit. Um, So uh, to begin, I'm going to read from one of my old notebooks. Uh, This one uh, is called Unplugged because it doesn't really have a name. Um, And it's falling apart because that's how much I loved it. So I figured I would read... uh, a poem that I wrote in maybe fifth or sixth grade uh, that is basically a temper tantrum in poem form. (laughs) See, the cool thing about theming something temper tantrums is that if anything goes wrong, I can just like have one (laughs) live on stage. All right. So I marked it with this lovely card here. Um, I grew up in Guilford, Connecticut. It's a very lovely town, colonial. Oh, do I have someone from Guilford in the crowd here? No? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, don't do that. Um, I I don't hate it now, but I did hate it then. Actually, uh, yes. I was going to say something nasty about L.A., but I'll hold my tongue. Uh, This is from July 29th, 1997. Uh, Today, loneliness is like a blanket. (laughs) It suffocates me. In my own dimension, I breathe different air from everyone else. Everyone else, they are all so goddamned happy. (laughs) And the world has all turned against me. The wind blows in my face. It kicks up the sand and throws it in my eyes so I can't see, but I don't care. (laughs) Let me be blind. Would it make a difference? Not to anyone else. 
And then we have a stream of consciousness paragraph. So let my soul be cut so it bleeds out every emotion I feel. I don't want them. Let my soul gush the blood of my emotions. I wish they would wash away. I would rather be numb and lifeless than full of the scorn and bitter raw hatred which scream at me every day. I hate how they are always happy, how they all have someone. They all have someone to be happy about, someone precious to talk to, or just someone. The earth will always turn in torturous circles. It keeps spinning, and some people feel lost and not cared for, but no one else ever, ever bothers to try and talk to them. Why do I have to be one of those people? Why was I chosen to be spit on? Why do I have to... <laughs> Why do I have to always be the one who is alone and feeling always hatred every day? Why can't I have something precious to live for? Why is everyone here so blind and so happy and so lucky and so not alone? Why does the wind always blow at me? Why can't it be someone else? <laughs> yeah, that's real. I was keeping it real. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, so now, uh, so, I mean, listen, I had a perfectly fine childhood. That's what's annoying for a comedian, because if you don't have something, like, really real to draw from, then you're basically just complaining. Uh, and I was. Que paso? Guys, this is live theater. Um, so I had a lot of temper tantrums. I was kind of a horrible bitch to my mother. And we have since made amends. But uh, if you see my hair now, imagine what this is like when you're 11 and you hit puberty and it goes from being straight to being bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and you don't want to brush it because it hurts. But so my mother would brush my hair and I would let her do it like once a month and it fucking hurt and I screamed my head off. So those were one kind of temper tantrums. Uh, but another one that I remember very, very specifically what just happened when I um, was told that I couldn't have a sleepover. And I don't think I've ever screamed that hard in my entire life. And um, I think my mom ended up like hitting me on the arm or something. And it was like the only time that either of my parents ever touched me in that way. And I'm very, very lucky and blessed. But she hit me on the arm and my dad came to my rescue and was like, don't touch my daughter again. But to be honest, I really deserved it. Um, <laughs> Okay, yeah, so here we have, um, uh, this is me here on the left. This is a nice young boy who is like the son of my dad's friend, and here is me like slashing the patriarchy. I'm like, no, you can't have my fucking toy. Next, please. And since I don't actually have a temper tantrum picture, the closest I could get really was my bitch please face, which started at a very young age. So uh, there we have it. Um, plenty more photos of me having temper tantrums as a grown-up, I think. Uh, so because we have so many amazing, awesome people coming to the stage, uh, whom you know, we have uh, Milana Vintrube, we have Sandeep Parikh, we have Andrea Chenevay, we have Beowulf Jones, we have Zach Sherwin in a bit who's going to do some raps. But before we get to all that, I need to welcome my partner in crime and co-host and boyfriend, Phil. Hey guys, how's it going? It's good crap. What's up? What's up? What's up? Phil, I know that you're no stranger to temper tantrums. No. So, uh, so why don't you tell us about one of them? Uh, I can tell you about a few, but I mean, like, I used to go to Disney all the time with my folks. 
And this is probably one of the first few I've had. Well, no, I've had many. I've always, they, here's the thing. My parents, my upbringing was very bipolar, okay? Because I got yelled at all the time, but I was spoiled like a little brat, okay? <laughs> so, like, they would yell at me. I would get, I would get scolded for, for, like, acting out, but then they would immediately buy me, like, the Ghostbusters helicopter. Or then, like, another Luke Skywalker action figure, of which I have, like, way too many. I could probably put a kid through college if I wait long enough to sell them. No, but all of their noses were bit off. I can paint over it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Delete that so that no, there's no evidence. Uh, there's a picture of me from in Disney World. I can only assume it's Disney World. Uh, Beowulf, if we can get to the next slide here. Um, <laughs> Bucket I was a happy head. kid. I was a happy kid. I was just always very nervous. I'm assuming it's Disney because I'm wearing shorts and I have a Lion King hat. It's, it's more of like a bucket. Uh, Is that the bucket that... Do you remember when McDonald's sold buckets of fries? This was the bucket. Yeah, that's what I... I had a fry bucket on my head. I hope you washed it first. No. Um, they used to... So my parents uh, would... They would just go out to the store like... In Disney, they also knew where everything was outside of Disney because they lived there. Uh, we used to go all the time. So they would go out to, like, the best supermarket that they that they could find, the one they liked, and then they would shop. They would leave us in the car or, like, it would just be my father who takes for fucking ever at the supermarket or my mother who also takes for fucking ever but for different reasons. Uh, <laughs> like, he just, he just walks slow. She looks at everything. Uh, but also she gets everything. So, like... It's either you're going to get less, but like a slow experience, or a lot and also a slow experience. So Groceries I, were gotten nevertheless. Yes. I passed out in the car. And um, when you, I woke up... When you were how old? I was at least eight or nine. Okay. And I mean, I've had many tantrums before and after. Like the one time I tried to dress up as Ed Grimley and like the, the, the thing, like the little <laughs> the fin that he has kept falling down and I kept begging them to put the gookie stuff in my hair. And then eventually like I started screaming it and they were laughing at me and then they started turning it into a song. And then on the way home while I'm like screaming, I want the gookie stuff, they turned it into a fucking improv song. <laughs> They've never taken me seriously as a human being ever. <laughs> Do you know, actually, I just was reminded, my little brother, uh, who's a cool, he's a cool dude, he's 31 now, not very little, but um, when we were in Disney once, and he was like, I don't know, seven or something, it was when Power Rangers were a thing, and um, uh, he found out, we were in Disney, but he found out that my mom had bought him the, the Megazord, and it was like at home in Connecticut, Oh no! and he was done with Disney. <laughs> he had such a meltdown, he was like, I don't care, let me, take me away from here, Disney's supposed to be the happiest place on earth for children. The, and he and would rather have a Megazord. His happy was at home. That's like the most, that's, that, that is the complete opposite of Disney. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> I, I fell asleep. They dragged me out. I'm groggy. I get angry after naps if I've been woken, uh, awoken improperly. And this, and this <laughs> night, I, particular occasion, I was. And so they're walking me uh, around the courtyard f through the yacht club to our, our hotel. And I am very angry. And they're laughing at me, as always. And so in my anger, I kicked a large rock. And I like hurt my foot, but they continued to laugh. And so now whenever like I get angry, they're like, Phil, don't kick rocks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because it was like a boulder that was yeah. like immovable in place. It wasn't yes. just like a pebble. It was, a it was like you. It was, it was probably fucking fiberglass. It's Disney. Everything there is fiberglass. Right. Uh, it, it <sighs> and then <laughs> the tantrums continued. Okay. Well, until my teenage year, like <laughs> like teenage years, like when I tried to make a movie in, in school, but it included guns. And so my father, who was president of the board of education that, uh, at the time, shut it down because it had guns. <sighs> We're going to use fake guns, dad. Anyway, 
<laughs> last year of high school. I'm like twitching with anger because I'm remembering all of this. Uh, Great. Last year, you love this. I do. Last I want to see you have a temper. I want you to see you have a meltdown right now. Just earlier today, we were talking about. Uh, I just had like a mini one. What was it about? Oh, because our blood sugar was low. When our blood sugar drops in our household, we have alternate personalities for ourselves. We Mine is called Gladys, and his is called Reginald. Reginald. Yes. And we waited way too long to have lunch today, and so my blood sugar was dropped, and I was pissed off, and I started doing the fucking. You know this like temper tantrum dance? Yes. Yes. Like the fucking temper tantrum running yes, in place. Yes. I know the. T- yes. You're doing that right now, but it's inside but, your body. I know. Okay. Uh, so last year of high school, it was the senior play, and I felt like I had enough cachet having done a few parts here and there, and I felt like I was entitled to demand that I was cast as the Reverend in Footloose. <laughs> He's an asshole. Yes, but I wanted to play a villain, and I didn't want to play a funny character. <laughs> I am a serious actor, do okay. you understand me? Yes. <laughs> And so I studied the part. I studied the soundtrack. I learned the song. I auditioned privately because I was like, that was the director. Uh, She was, uh, yes. Uh, I'm not going to say anything more than I could say. That would probably implement me in a lawsuit. But she and I had a very love-hate relationship because she was friends with my grandfather. And I feel like I've mentioned this before. But you know what? Why don't you download some episodes on Google Play and iTunes, and you'll find out. Uh, yes, plug in. Anyway, I really wanted that part, okay? Because it would have really given me the rise, like at least a rising star nomination, because I know what I'm capable of. I'm really capable on stage. I know what I'm doing. So I audition, and I don't get the part, because it goes to her golden boy. Uh, I will not mention his name. I would actually love to have him on the podcast, because in the end, after a few years after our like stupid unspoken rivalry, we did a show together, and it was great, and I really enjoyed and I then he actually him. made it. No, well, he's, he's a teacher now, and he does things. And... Okay, get to the point. Anyway, okay. So I didn't get it. I didn't get it. I was cast as, like, Chuck Cranston, the, the B villain, who, like, he, uh, he's the main character's boyfriend, and he's abusive, and he hits her and then disappears from the play during Act 2, and you never see him again. And I was fucking livid. Like, I cried my way through school the entire day. I saw my guidance counselor. I'm like, I'm... I'm the size I was in high school. I never changed. And so, like, a large man walking the halls with tears in his eyes, like, that, I didn't garner any sympathy. No. Boys don't cry. Uh, They should, because it would be helpful. Thank you. And so I used that rage and that anger, and next picture, Mr. Beowulf. And I lost, like, 20 pounds, and I did, like, 100 push-ups a day. And if you see, these are barbed wire fake tattoos... (laughs) And there are, there are a few, and I had like packs of cigarettes in my, and a chain and a belt. This, this whole outfit was at least $100 from the cowboy store uh, on Route 46 in New Jersey. And um, because I took it so fucking seriously, my rage fueled me. You see, you, okay, do you understand, LA? Phil. The more you shut me down, <laughs> the more angry I get, and the more focused I become. Hey. Sorry. There are people who are going to be listening to this as a podcast, and they just went deaf. But also, I will remind you that when I first told you the theme was temper tantrums, you're like, I have nothing to say about that. And this is the most you have ever said I wanted to about su- anything. <laughs> I, wanted to, I, I wanted to surprise you. Oh, thank you. Because well, I knew my anger would take me to weird places. Yes. And it has. And what a journey. Let's get on with the show. Okay. <laughs> Guys. 
coming up first. By the way, uh, for the listeners, we are at the Nerd Melt, the Nerdist Showroom at Meltdown Comics. It's great here. It's I love a it. Great fucking venue. You should always support it. It's awesome. We love it. And for those of you in the audience, yes, all of the snacks are for you to eat, but there are additional snacks and amazing drinks to wash down said snacks in the back there that is being manned by Cassie and Jonathan and Nick or some combination thereof. So go go hang out with them because they're really cool. And uh, our first guest tonight is actually a longtime friend of the show because he's in the tech booth right now. He's doing double duty today. Uh, we, uh, he, we know him from back in New York. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he is uh, a big wig with Risk, which is an amazing fucking storytelling show. His Super wig happy is to huge. have him. What? The huge wig. Wig? He said big wig. Oh, yes. Huge wig. I'm sorry. sorry. Huge. Enormous wig. Give it up for Beowulf Jones. <laughs> Hello, sir. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for being here. (laughs) I'm happy to be here. Beowulf. Yes. Um, I've seen, now I've seen the photos of you when you were younger and you seemed like a really well-mannered gentleman. Mm -hmm. So my question is, uh, when you found out the theme was temper tantrums, did anything come to mind from your youth? Yeah, everything came to mind because I was very, very angry. Uh, <laughs> I, I still am, but back then I didn't know how to like harness it. Right. Like I actually, this is how angry I am. Um, I saw the Avengers when it was first released uh, with my friend Kate, who I was talking to you about earlier, and I'm talking to Milana, not the audience. Um, and. Uh, <laughs> When uh, Mark Ruffalo said my secret is I'm always angry, I like crossed my arms like, fuck you, Ruff, that's my line. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, uh, temper tantrums. Um, The thing that I used to get really mad about was uh, I was so serious back then. I had no sense of humor about myself. Uh You grew up where? Uh, Well, I grew up in Sarnia, Ontario, Canada, but the only personality I had back then was I wanted to be Alex P. Keaton um, from Family Ties. (laughs) Uh Like, I even... Who didn't, really? Who didn't, exactly. Um, I even had, like, it wasn't a real briefcase, but it was a makeshift briefcase, and I taped the initials APK on it. (laughs) And I... I didn't know what a Republican was. I didn't really have any huge affinity with my... I mean, I liked spending it, but I didn't, like, think about it. Uh, all I knew was that I liked this character, and I was like, yeah, that's that's my personality. I'll do that. And then I uh, moved to the States, and I became an artist. And um, I was doing music. And I this is when I was in high school, and I would get... So this was the kind of person I was in high school. I told my AP English teacher that I refused to do my senior paper because I couldn't... Uh, uh, I, I would not have any artistic growth from it. And that is some balls. Wow. Well, I tried compromising with her. What I wanted to do was I was like, okay, Pink Floyd has a 17 minute instrumental section in their song Echoes. Now, even though there's no words, I know what they were trying to tell us with the sounds. I can do a 15 page paper about that. And she said no, and it turned into this whole big thing. Wow. But Um, yeah, temper tantrums. So I would write music. I had these, like, I had these stupid Bob Dylan fantasies that weren't real. Like, I would go around talking about the songs that I was writing. I was like, yeah, everybody likes the songs. They're just talking about the music. No one is listening to the words. No one is listening to the things that I'm trying to say. And no one was listening to the music. So, like, I, I had no argument, but I was pretending that people really liked these songs but just weren't paying attention 
to what I was trying to do. Yeah, that sounds like every teenager's experience. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then, yeah. yeah. You, what I'm saying is, <laughs> I'm not. I'm Here not. I'm not demeaning what you have to say. I'm just letting you know that you weren't alone in that. But also, oh, that it makes must me have feel been good. like pretty, pretty lonely to be angry in Canada because I feel like nobody's angry in Canada. No, I wasn't uh, angry in Canada because uh, everybody. It wasn't to the state. Well, I moved to the states. Uh, kids just had like more of an aggression. I, I thought when surprise, I surprise, surprise. I, uh, I I don't think I'd been uh, introduced to sarcasm before, and I was like, "Ooh, what's oh. that? That hurts my really? feelings." Really, <laughs> God, you were terraformed with anger. Yeah, I America. was. I, I was. My green card was my anger card. <laughs> the red, uh, red red card. But also it's green card. card. You know, for the Hulk. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I've got dual citizenship now. In case anyone's curious. So you can escape whenever you want. What are you still doing here? I'm just waiting till I get cancer, then I'll get the free health care. <laughs> I mean, it's a sad Everything's plan. looking up today, guys. Let's um, uh, pull up the first picture. Yeah, let's pull, let's oh, pull up the first picture. Oh, am I totally picture. in the way? Should I move? Yeah, but like, I figured you want, if you want to grab the guitar, okay. um, we, can get it, we can get it going. So Beowulf is right here looking so nice and not angry at all. Oh, I was, but I know how to smile. If you put a camera in front of me, I'm going to smile. Um, think- yeah, so that, oh, okay, so that's me at the bottom. Uh, in the collar, that's Fleece. Uh, she's the one who did that to my <laughs> hair. Yeah, that's her. And Oh, this is great radio. That's her. Yeah. Um, we're we're going to put these up on the Facebook page. Oh, okay, cool, yeah, cool, yeah. cool. Girl cool, and the cool. Joker. And she, um, this is this is fun. She actually at one point dyed my hair uh, magenta on my 18th birthday, and my uh, conservative British parents kicked me out of the house. They were so angry. Can I tell a quick story about uh, real quick? This made me angry. Yeah. Uh, and my songs are short, so we'll, we'll yeah, yeah, do it, do it. Um, the first girl who I just ever lost my shit over. You know when you're like. 13, 14, and you like fall in love for the first time, and it's just or you're everything. five, six, seven, eight, or like, five, yeah. or four, three, two, one. Yeah. Um, she <laughs> asked me if uh, she wanted me to paint, if she wanted her, if I wanted her to paint my nails. And I was like, yeah, of course, because if you paint my nails, you're going to be, your hand will touch my fingers. Right. Like, you have to Natural touch somebody's logic. fingers in order to paint their nails. Like, there's no way to get around it. So I was like, yeah, I'll do that. And I got home, and my parents saw me with these painted nails, and my father worked at a company where the librarian of the company had a daughter who went to my high school, and he was concerned that if she saw my painted fingernails, she would tell her parents that I was gay, and it would get back to the office. Office and he would be embarrassed. This was like this was post Ellen, but it, uh, it it was it was still, it was still like early on. And it the, was still yeah. early people didn't on. know what to do with that when she said that. They didn't know. And my mom, the only time she ever came to my defense on something like this was about the fingernails. She said, "Oh, it's okay. He's trying to be like David Bowie." And. <laughs> And at that point, I wasn't even into Bowie. At that point, all I knew about Bowie was that he sucked in the 80s and then Trent Reznor made him cool. Now I worship oh, him. No. Oh, no. I know that now, but I was young. He had some, he had some weird spots in the 80s. Let's be real. Let's and be that dude in the corner, the real good-looking one, that's Mark. I kissed him oh, hi, so many times what? in front of women. Just be like, yeah, no, it, like, whatever. If you're gay, straight, doesn't matter to me. I'll kiss a man. And, uh, that but was, that was always the man. Yeah, that was always the man. I have kissed Mark more than any other person in my life <laughs> to show that I am not into men. And... 
and, and, and eventually we just sort of fell into the rhythm. Like I became comfortable with his embouchure. Like, oh, I know how to lean into Mark. It's, it's Mark. And um, yeah, so we were the goth kids. Uh, you can probably infer from the picture. Let's hit the next. Hit up the next. Yeah, one. hit up the next one. Okay. Here we are in a, yeah, here you are. Yeah, this is just me <laughs> hanging out at Fleece's house. I um. Is Fleece, was Fleece her real name? Uh, no, her real name was Sarah. Okay. What car is this? That's Fleece's car. Uh, I'm sure we were listening to um, I don't even remember some band that opened for uh, the Jim Rose Circus probably I, I can't it was all industrial in that van um, but yeah I, I've still got that face like hey I'm hanging with the older kids I'm cool <laughs> oh so they were all they were all older you were you were how old and they were how old uh, they weren't that much older than me they were well he was he was a few grades he was in college at that point she was older than me but I didn't really have that many friends when I moved to the states and then when I moved or there when I went to high school I became friends with the older kids and because uh, they were into music and had cars that's how I saw Nirvana um, I wasn't old enough to drive but I talked to a kid who was 16 and I was like if I buy Nirvana tickets will you drive and he was acting like all right, fine. If you buy the ticket, I suppose I'll take you to see Nirvana. It was Halloween night, by the oh way. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it was uh, the last Halloween night of Kurt Cobain's life. He came out dressed as Barney the Dinosaur. Um, it was, yeah, it was a great night. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So cool. That guy made me want to get into guitar for a hot second. Yeah, you should. I did. I mean, I'm, I'm into it, but it was all his fault. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I want, oh, speaking of guitar. I want you to get to the songs. Oh, okay. Do you want to finish off the pictures? We'll or? do the last one later. Okay. Yeah. Um, I might... Oh, hold on. That's a, you guys. Live theater. Uh, um, yeah, so um, I don't think that I knew any people who, uh, who actually look like that in real life because that's like the image that I had of like a cool person, they, but... Yeah. Did you have those in New Jersey? Yeah, there were tons of them in, in Nutley, New those, Jersey. Those people who... Goths. Do, goths. Or, but he doesn't look good, but he... You know yeah, what? But I'm just was... in the brain of the disaster artist right now, so that's all I can think about. Do you guys know about the disaster yeah, artist? Yeah, who doesn't? Come on. If you haven't seen The Room, you have to see it. That's all there is to it. Literally, like, the latest Nerdist podcast was Seth Rogen, so... It's losing... We all heard this working during sound. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. I'm, uh... Yeah, this car i'm obsessed with this car because it is tiny like it looks like it was chopped in half but very cleanly like look i don't know i don't I'm know just obsessed. like I, I want i want a little guy like that but i don't want that to be my main car okay. ah i hear it okay so where do you want to be i would prefer to be there okay Can we play yeah all right. It's like one of those Star Trek episodes when somebody else takes the captain seat for a hot second. This is so weird because I was a different person back then. I, um, uh, I, I was sincere. I don't know how to be sincere anymore. Um, <laughs> but I, I was nothing but sincere then, and I wanted you to feel my soul with these songs, but I don't want you to feel that anymore. So I, I don't know how to do... Oh, this was a song... I was in a band called Marsha, uh, because me and my friend Andy uh, were both obsessed with Marsha Brady, and um, he was my best friend. And then... Oh, this is fucked up. Uh, when he was, like, 30... <laughs> 
never been sick a day in his life. All of a sudden, he just had a stroke, died right on the spot. Um, so, yeah, Get that's sick, what that folks. chowder head did. So, um, I guess this is for him. Uh, this is a song we... We wanted you to hear the words. Uh, it, it was called the televangelist because we see through that stuff. And um, we would even introduce the songs like Bob Dylan. Like we'd be like, this is a song called the televangelist. <laughs> like we we're using your words, but we're above them. But since we know those are the words, you, you, you're not feeling it. Okay. So this... <laughs> So this is the first song. This one's kind of bland, but uh, this is just to, okay. The televangelist is here to see you. He's got something that'll change your mind. We did lots of nodding to make sure that you got this, the lyrics. Obsession and addiction would like to meet you. You know you do it to me every time. More nodding. Now that your mind has been twisted and you've disappeared one more time, you left me here with two broken chains You know The queen of hearts was a gambler She took chances now and then What was it you had against her? Do you think I could see her again? That's all I remember of that one. Uh, do you want to hear another? Yeah, dude. Yeah, I think, I know you wanted to do three. I think we only have time for two. Is that okay? Will uh, you be pissed? No, I won't be pissed. Uh, what do you Because I don't really want your wrath. I'm scared of you now. You're scared of my what? I'm scared of you now. Why? How did I scare you? Oh, because of all of the rage. Oh, but that was a different me. Okay. <laughs> All right, um, well then I'll end with this because this is a holiday song. Um, this is the first song I wrote when I made theater friends and I played it for them and they just looked at me like daggers and I said it was just a joke and they go, Beowulf, we don't like those jokes. So this is that holiday song. Gonna hang myself from the Christmas tree Cause I can't take one more year of being lonely I hate myself, I wish I was dead, my life's so miserable Someone kill me, put me out my misery, I'll be grateful All my life I've always been hated so I'll slit my wrists with the Star of David. Don't have the strength to fight another fight. So I'll take a bubble bath with some electric Christmas lights. All the way, all the way from my heart. My cry for help, my cry for help. Wasn't her. 
on December 24. <laughs> Beowulf, we love those songs here. Thank you, thank you. Uh, that is, yes, sorry, let me, uh, let's, uh, let's, re- let's reconfigure. So, uh, One more picture for Be- of Beowulf. Yeah, Nick, if we could, if we could bring this up, that would this be is, swell. I love this picture um, because you, oh, yeah. you especially are because, out. especially because after hearing that song, you just want to see this happy, happy kid. Oh, I wasn't from. happy. I wanted to die. But as I said, I smile for cameras. It's what I do. I um. So what is the, where it when is this? Oh, that was uh, this was my junior year. Uh, I went to prom every year except my senior year because I didn't want to ask anyone. But Fleece made her own dress, and she made my bow tie. And this was her idea. She wanted to go to dinner at Taco Bell, and uh, then she wanted to go watch some Die Hard movies, and then she wanted to go to prom. And we did, and then for prom weekend, we saw Steel Steel Pole Bathtub and Faith No More. And did you bone? No. Too good for that. No, we were friends. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. That gets a round of applause. A healthy high school friendship. I like it. I like it. Um, it. Well, Beowulf, come back around here so um, so I can give you a gift. Oh, okay. Uh, Because that's how we roll here on the bitch seat for those of you who don't know. Um... I uh, lived in one house my entire life until I was 18, and it is still the house where all of my shit is, and nothing was ever thrown away, so I have a hard time throwing shit away. Okay. So what I do instead is I give shit away to the mm-hmm. people on this show, and you can choose to throw it away if you want, but please don't do it in front of just me. Just take it home. Take it, take <laughs> okay, it home just, and let's just it bring out. it out of the room. Okay. So uh, here in the Delia's box for you, Beowulf. Um, this just really spoke to me when I thought of what I wanted to give you. It is a pog from my collection of oh. pogs. And specifically, it is an eight ball, which was like a really big thing in the 90s for whatever reason, eight ball imagery. And But it's a, it's a personified eight ball with a sweatband around its forehead and little sneakers and little like beads of sweat coming down its face. Well, that really hardcore. fits because when I was this guy, all I wanted was an eight ball of cocaine. And it seems like you picked up on that. I so. did. I just... <laughs> it, Dude, but did you ever record that song? What's that? Did you ever record that last song of that you did? Of course I did. It, it, I think it's fucking great. I think you should bring it back. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, okay, you heard it here first, guys. I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> Beowulf Jones, everybody. <laughs> the wolf is back. Oh, my. The wolf is back. See, you're scared of your guests, but this is what you did. You told them to talk about their tantrums. And it's this true, is, it's this true. This is the anger you unlocked. It's true, but look at what beautiful art came out of that tantrum. I, I love that song. So amazing. Both songs. I was that kid, too. I just didn't know how to write them. I was just never really, I was never really channeling my rage. I was always channeling my self-defeat and sadness, so I didn't, but rage is, like, really useful sometimes. I do the self-defeat and sadness now because I don't want to be a bother. Like, I don't... <laughs> Like I feel I, like the rage would just annoy people. I save it for Facebook, you know? You like everybody else. <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway. Right, let's get to the next let's, guest. Let's <laughs> move it along. Okay. Great. Our next guest. I, you know what? 
I've known her since New York. She's a brilliant writer. Uh, I met her at Labyrinth Theater Company, which is an amazing off-Broadway theater company in New York. Um, and uh, she has since moved here and become a successful TV writer. And she is just one of the most incredible activists ever. And um, she has written for uh, The Path on Hulu and American Odyssey. And I'm so happy to have her on stage. Give it up for Andrea Chenevé. <laughs> Yeah! Hi! Oh my God! You smell like cake. I know. Well, or vanilla, or it smells amazing. Um, Andrea, this is Phil. I'm so glad you get to meet each other now. Oh my God! Yeah. Your girlfriend's been talking about meeting and cooking together, so I think that's something that has to happen soon. Yes, definitely, definitely. Let's make plans first, then we'll get to the interview. What are you doing uh, this week? Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> you look amazing. Uh, so, Andrea, yes. um, I know that you're no stranger to uh, large expressive feelings. No. So, <laughs> I imagine that when you were younger, you also had those. You can take that out of the stand if you want. I figured okay. it would be easier for no, your reading. Yeah. Um, any particular stories of temper tantrums come to mind from your youth? I mean, things I, that really set you off. Yeah, I was just kind of like a, like a low not even low level like mid-level constant anger <laughs> all the time since like birth really i mean <laughs> i had a bad attitude from the beginning um <laughs> and like for example like my best friend amy okay so i was the only girl in a neighborhood full of boys which i think was part of the problem uh-huh which was where walpole massachusetts okay um yeah, no one's heard Walpole? of Walpole? Walpole. Anytime anyone's like, oh, I know that town, it's because it has the largest state penitentiary in the country. That's a great thing to be famous I, for. I think, like, yeah, no, it's fucking crazy. So, <laughs> so I, uh, yeah, so like my best friend, my best friend Amy lived around the corner and I had this like um, pink Huffy bike with like tassels on the end mm-hmm. and I had like a Cindy Lauper bear shirt it was like amazing a bear, a bear that was like cindy lopper on this purple shirt wait how I, could you tell it was cindy lopper it had blonde it had, like, hair she like whatever she wore during she bop uh-huh. that was the thing okay. like that's what was on the shirt i fucking loved her like, <laughs> i wanted to be her i wanted to be in her movies in her videos yeah she, yeah yeah um still even still now and so i would like drive i would like ride my bike to her house and I would yell at her as a like under ten years old. I'd be like, "Get your ass outside so we can go fucking play." Like I like <laughs> had the worst mouth from like the beginning. I that's what I love. Yeah. And I grew up like a very angry family. Like nobody knew how to like take responsibility for their feelings and communicate it like an adult. Yeah, so I know, you, I, I mean, like, you you're Italian, yeah. You grew up in a family I mean, of Italians. Yeah, no, my dad is from Italy. Same. Right, same over here. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's unfortunate. No, we just yell at each other and then <laughs> give give people give each other gifts and then you're like, but what is this how it works yeah it is yeah. how it works and then like force feed each other and yeah. then yell at each other and then they're like look what i did for you i got you this i'm like yeah you also yelled at me for like a fucking hour you, i don't know you beat me yesterday <laughs> I don't, I don't know, anyway. <laughs> maybe not in your house i don't know i when we no, moved they from, just scream at each other a lot we, i mean there was a little bit of that but like when we moved from new jersey when we moved from tom's river to nutley and they moved the couch they found a bunch of wooden spoons behind it because i would hide them all <laughs> Because you got spanked on the ass with them, right? Yep. 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 Yeah. That's what my grandmother did. My grandmother's name was Palmina, 
and the way that she would express her anger was to go get her wooden spoon until she <laughs> broke did. it over my brother's ass and then she never did it again. Must have been an omen. It was an old spoon. <laughs> well, once, <laughs> once you've broken the spoon, you can't use it to stir pasta anymore. No. <laughs> so it's useless. No. Um, all right. So, Andrea, you've brought what looks to be um, uh, a, a composition book very similar to mine. Yeah, I saw that. And uh, what are you going to share for us here? So... Okay, so I um I started a job today, so I'm a little congratulations. Concerned. Congratulations, and yeah, I don't imagine I don't imagine you can talk about it yet. I can't talk about it yet because they're gonna announce it in January, so I'm okay, fine. To not say all right, right. So it's a dick thing to do, but I, I yeah I can't. No, um, that's 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 a professional thing. Um, so uh, so I keep diaries, and I used to like I've been writing since I was like a little little kid. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know in elementary school, my best friend John McFeely. And I used to like we had yeah we had like a, <laughs> we had a book like this and we used to like write like romance novels and I would and like, pass it back and forth yeah like we'd co-write it yeah together. and um and then like I wrote some diaries and my mother would find them and then shame me with them and then I would like throw them away so I, I've had like a long history with like writing things down uh -huh. and then when I was so in 1991 I was like. 15 turning 16 mm -hmm. and I decided to just start keeping diaries and now I have like 34 of them amazing I love that you kept them all I did yeah, well, yeah. and I would carry them with me everywhere I went like it would be in my bag on my person at all times so that my mother couldn't get them <laughs> so and that's and I've just like stayed that way ever since um so this is my first um book of that uh, from 1991 when I was like 15. And Amazing. Half. I mean, every page is an embarrassment. So I, <laughs> could, just, like, I could just like go wherever. And, um, so I, I can... Um, what, whatever, whatever you feel, whatever is calling to you, whatever is the hardest well, for you to read out loud. Oh God, they're all bad. It's all bad. It's all really bad. But one thing I'm very impressed with is my penmanship, which has seriously declined. Can since I? Then. That's serious look, penmanship. No, look, look at, it's fucking. Look how neat that is. Oh yeah, can you turn it around and show the people? Look, it's like, I mean, Whoa. it's like. This is the class of nuns in Catholic school for like 18 years, and now I write like, you know, I write like a doctor now. You can't even read it. <laughs> sort of related. Did the nuns have rulers? Did the these? Or do no, they, they have wooden spoons? No, they, that was not on. Uh, that was before my time. Gotcha. Not quite that old, <laughs> but uh, fast approaching though. Um, so one of the things I should just preface this by saying is that um, so 15. That means I was like a sophomore, junior in high school. Yeah. So vocabulary was like a very big deal. Yeah. And you'll find out why when I start <laughs> because it's the most wooden language in the world. So this was written. Um, can you see it or do you need no, me to turn this off for a second? Like, I'm just wondering. Yeah, no, this is the one I want to read. Okay. Okay. So this is from June 3rd, 1991. So I was about to turn 16. Um, okay. Yesterday was not an aberration. <laughs> not one blasted thing went well. Why is it that whenever a good opportunity comes my way, personal drawbacks delete my, any chance of fortune? Losing weight will be the emotional death of me. It's so fucking true. I can see it coming. My nutritionist is the biggest louse roaming creation, and I made it a point to make him aware of that. I, and just for a minute, my dietitian when I was a kid from the time I was like five, his name was Dr. Dietz, which is D-I-E-T-Z. Mm -hmm. So diets. Diets. Right. Dr. Diets. That's, it. That, yeah. that's actually a real thing. Um, okay. So I went to the hospital yesterday in a delectable mood, trying to ignore the obvious fact that my weight had been accruing. <laughs> 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 
so bad. Because of my severe compulsion to eat. One would say that I was abstemious. <laughs> I saw him at nine o'clock in the morning hoping to get the same cheering news only to be let down beyond the endurance of man. And I actually wrote human beings and then crossed that out and wrote man. <laughs> I I accosted him belligerently out of my hatred of being abject. Um, my, original, <laughs> my original diet that I began in August of 1990 seemed structured enough. It was a low calorie diet with no carbohydrates, underlined twice, whatsoever. I had to take three different kinds of pills and a K-Lite tablet once a day to settle my stomach. I increased in smoking, reading, and taking showers to keep myself from eating, and it worked. I lost 50 pounds by December, school was going very well, and I felt loved. Then January came. I lost my best friend to her flavor of the month. I lost the privacy of my room, and I lost my right to be angry, to be sad, and to be hopeful. I lost my well-cemented place of the oldest in the family, and I also lost my mother's concern. What I did gain could hardly satiate the losses that I suffered. I gained a 19-year-old female cousin with a mean case of PMS, her 23-year-old boyfriend who thinks he is God, I believe, and 30 pounds by the end of May. Over the past few months, I've had to deal with relatives who've slandered against me with no cause, and if there was a cause, it was probably abstruse. <laughs> These are the same malicious slugs that came to my confirmation. Oh, yeah, that's yeah a good dude, one. right? Um, gave me $50 a piece with a bogus politician smile and a shallow accolade, uh, accolade used to love. Oh, I used to love family get-togethers, but now, well, I'll put it this way, I'm not looking forward to graduation, which is two years from now. It's almost done. All of these added to my despair, and I forgot about my diet. I avoided my doctor by abrogating my appointments for four months. <laughs> Things are definitely improved since my freshman year, but still the loneliness and feelings of despair still linger. That's okay, though. Soon enough, I will find someone to abet me to change the negative, and this particular person will also abate my pain. Abet and abate. Abate, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Until then, however, I've got to deal with the stuff I'm stuck with like a child with a boring bobble. I want to kill myself right now. With <laughs> I really do. It's so amazing. Okay, my doctor told me to stick to a, quote, balanced diet, and I will be able to begin my old, and, and then I will be able to begin my old diet. I wanted to literally rearrange his face, but it would get me nowhere. <laughs> Besides, violence is banal, and it displays... <laughs> so it good. displays a lack of maturity. <laughs> As I walked out of the hospital, I looked at a Cindy Crawford bulletin over a Sunoco gas station. My God, she is beautiful. I'd like to look like her. Until then, I suppose I'm going to have to become a chain smoker, a bibliophile, <laughs> and a fish again. I don't really know what that means. Um, hopefully it will work. And then I signed my name. Oh my wow. God, yes. I almost want to take a picture of that so I could learn the vocabulary. Well, because I, I, I would like is, to implement that in my I life. I know a lot of those words because of SAT prep. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know if that's what you're doing at the time, but some of those words are in the flashcards from like Kaplan. No, they're totally, yeah. No, this was, I mean, sophomore year, so maybe, but yeah. it was really, I remember my English classes being very like intense about the vocabulary. And I loved it so much, but, and I wanted to be older than I was, obviously, so I felt that that yeah, meant likewise. Using, 
20 yeah. cent words and but now it's i just read them like oh my god oh it's nice. but it's great i mean like I mean, for the purposes of tonight it's fantastic <laughs> <laughs> yes thank you that you you supplied us with i think two of like the best photos i have ever seen on this show oh, thank you so i would love to uh see Should the first one of those you might need yeah. to scoot or you can like scoot a little bit toward phil i don't want you to scoot off stage okay i'll just yeah, hold I'll on. Let me all just. Yes. Oh, this me. is yeah. now, perfect. I, I, um, all right. Yes. Please. Should I talk about this? Picture? Yes. Okay. So first of all, I want to say I found it. <laughs> <laughs> so I was. This might have been 1981. Communion? My communion. Communion. Oh yeah. First oh communion. yeah. Yeah. Now this dress was made by my aunt Fran, who's no longer with us. Um, because back in the 80s, I mean, I was overweight from the time I was like five like really big yeah you couldn't get there were no clothes i don't know if anyone knows this but there were like no clothes for like overweight kids yeah anywhere there were overweight 60 year olds you know what i mean but not for kids. right so it was a big problem um and so my aunt fran like made this dress and she was like at the same time she was like annoyed with me that she had to make the dress but then also <laughs> she wanted me to like you know, be keeping it 100 for Jesus, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so clearly, and then, and then this, the, with the daisies. I, they look it, like marijuana leaves, kind of. They, they do a little bit. They do. Yeah. It's like a 420 First Communion. So, <laughs> yeah, so this, I found this, I don't know, a couple of years ago, and I posted it on Facebook for the first time, and David Crabb yes. and a bunch of people freaked the fuck out, and yeah. they're like, I need that picture in my life yes. every day. And so they made coffee mugs. So there are people <laughs> there are coffee mugs walking around with, with coffee this mugs face of on this them. T shirts. A yard someone bought a yard thing. It's like <laughs> it, it became a thing. It's outside somebody's house. They bought it. I don't know what they did with it, but they bought it. Are yeah. they still for sale? If you want, yeah, I could put them on Cafe Press. You could just do it. Yeah. Yes. I actually, and I, what I, what people asked me for, and I was like, you know what? This was actually during the time of Standing Rock um, yeah. in oh, North Dakota. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'll just put them up, and then you can buy them, and then all the proceeds will go to the yeah. camp. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, why not? I would totally, I would buy one of, I would buy 10 of these. <laughs> yeah. Especially for a good cause, you know? Yeah. Amazing. All right. Can we see, can we see the other photo? <laughs> Fucking delights. Yeah. Dude, was Olin Mills? Look. Oh, of course it was yeah. Olin Mills. Yeah. Was so was this part? Was this a school picture? Was it for a, no, a dance this, recital? I, no, I took dance. I took dance like tap, ballet, and jazz. Yeah. From the time I was like a three or four years old. Yeah. So this was further on. Obviously, this might have been after um, first communion, maybe second grade. You look a little possessed. I mean, I was, I loved, I loved this. Are you kidding me? Like a leotard <laughs> and being in, oh man, I was all about it. There was one story about, um, about the, my first like dance recital. Yeah. Where um, I was in kindergarten and it was a routine with the cookie monster. Uh-huh. And so the, all of us girls were like lined up and we all had to like at one point in the dance, like have a partner. And, um, and I turned to like dance with my partner and I had no partner. And I started to openly wail during the <laughs> recital. Oh, oh my God. God. And then everybody in the audience started laughing at me because I was no. wailing about not having a partner to dance with. It's like the story of my life. It became like a metaphor. <laughs> oh, I, and then, I feel But it. then Cookie Monster came out from behind <gasps> the thing and danced with me. Uh, yes. Yeah. That's right. pretty rad. 
Yeah. See, but it's the moments like those, I think, <laughs> that put us on the path to being comedians. I mean, yeah. you know so what much. I mean? Yes. Like, you are forced to not take yourself seriously or you will perish, I, you know? It really is. Yeah. It really come, it comes down to that. I just fucking love it. Well, I... Uh, thank you for sharing these things. They're so amazing. You're welcome. I have a gift for you, uh, as I have a gift for everybody. And this is a really random little thing. I have no idea. Um, keep it out of the reach of the dogs, because I don't know if they would eat it or not. But oh, it's a... Okay, well, keep it away from him. It's a teeny tiny little figurine of a boy wearing a sideways baseball cap. And I think he's holding a... I think it's the Chef Boyardee kid. This is perfect. And uh, <laughs> I don't know why. I just thought it would tickle you. This is so. perfect. <laughs> I know exactly where this is going to go, too. In my office, I have, like, a little altar where, like, Phil is and, like, different rocks. And oh, amazing. Like so Not, this Phil. Not this, Not this Phil. Not this Phil. Yeah. We're going to put... Put it there. Amazing. Awesome. Oh cool. my God. Andrea, thank you so much for being a guest thank on the you. bitch. Team. Oh, thank you. Andrea Chenevé, everybody. Oh man. I'm gonna move the uh, I'm gonna get rid of the mic stand because I don't think that we need it uh, bl- no. uh, blocking our way for the rest of it. How are you guys doing out yeah. there in the house? Thank are you, you good? Are you good? This is uh this is a such it's a slightly longer show than usual, so I wanna make sure I wanna check in. Yeah. You know, I'm being a really Jewish mother. If anybody's feeling bored, you need to go take a eat walk, something. whatever. If eat you don't something, feel good, please. Eat, eat the gushers. We got more <sighs> gushers in the back. I know there are two more corollas in the front row. If somebody wants to eat them, please. Yeah. Um, if you great. need to postmate anything, let them you know, do good do that too. Well, I mean, don't, don't do that. I'll take a while. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, um oh, is Tip it on the floor? Well it's on the floor. Me. Yeah, get it. Get that. Get that fruit roll up. Yeah. Uh, when I was home, uh, when I was home over Thanksgiving, I first of all I found my tap shoes, which I'm about to start using again, which is super exciting. Speaking of dance, but secondly, I found this Girl Scout uh, sash. I don't know if this is familiar to anybody. I tried to put it on and it didn't even fit over one boob. So um, I got a lot of patches that my mom sewed on because I was a lazy piece of shit. And then on the back, I didn't realize there's like all these cookie patches. Like the whole thing was just a big capitalist scheme, honestly. Oh yeah. Just all about the cookies. But True Beverly Hills is a great movie. Um, all right. Uh, is he here? Is he here? He yes. Okay. Why, is he, why are you looking at me like that? He looks angry. And now I'm scared of everybody. Okay. You I'm, did this. I'm full of fear and panic all the time. Okay. So we're, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have um, an interlude um, from our friend of the show who, who is on the show all the time. And uh, we love Wouldn't him. have any other way. Uh, he is a rap master. He's written for Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and just a, a great fucking guy. So give it up for Zach Sherwin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> thanks, Beowulf. Someone's there, in my uh, computer playlists. There wasn't a song ready for me to come on to, so we just picked our favorite from the top twenty-five. Yeah, because most we don't usually. In iTunes. I feel like we, <laughs> we don't usually give you a song because you are providing a song. <clears throat> yeah, I'm gonna provide a song. This is gonna be a little musical break. Cool. Before I launch into a thing, real quick though, can yeah. I just say I know this is a nostalgia show, so it feels like an appropriate place for me to bring something to your attention. I grew up in the 80s and 90s, and I had a toy called a pound puppy. Yes, yes. I had a lot of those. Yes. And I also had its feline counterpart, which some of you, it was less famous, but some of you may remember that it was called the pound purry. <laughs> and I... No, I don't remember. I hadn't thought about that name since I was a kid. Oh, yeah. Can we... Uh... She's, just, she's just watching you from two angles. No, uh-huh. no, no. Good. If you have the white sweatshirt, let's see the white sweat. Great. Okay. There it oh, is. there I am. Look, a cat. This wasn't even planned. <laughs> but I thought about the 
pound puri for the first time as an adult, like last week. And I didn't understand when I was a kid that it is called a pound puri because they wanted to, but 100% couldn't name it the pound pussy. Like, <laughs> you can imagine the CEO being like, the pound puppy is a smash toy. Let's come up with a cat version. I want to keep the pound and I want to keep the formula with the second word, but it's got to start with a P-U and end with a Y and have a double consonant in the middle, just like puppy. It's actually incredible that they came up with the name Purry given the constraints they were working under. Like... It's a missed opportunity, though. Honestly, pussy was the appropriate word for that. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, even even kitty, would like that's the counterpart to puppy, right? Right, right. exactly. They were really into the alliteration. I yeah. Felt like that's, yeah. That's what they had going for him. Yeah. Well, it didn't work. Most people don't know what that toy is. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So I'm going to do a thing. Um, Shall we vacate the stage for you to do your thing? Or do you want us to stay here? I mean, I feel comforted by having you here. Great. But if we're you want to if you wanna break and, you know, adjust or whatever. No, we're good. you can. Okay, cool. So um, just to, uh, we're going to do like an improvisational music thing. So just to really make it in the moment, um, Beowulf is ready to go on uh, his phone. He's got YouTube pulled up. So I'll do this freestyle over. If anyone has a beat that you'd be interested in hearing a rap happen over, we'll try and pull up the instrumental of it on YouTube and go over that. So if someone has something they want to hear. Forgot about Dre and regulators. Those are both really good suggestions. Let's vote. Forgot about Dre, clap for that. Okay. And regulators. <laughs> okay. Now there may be an ad at the beginning of this, and if there is, we're gonna hear it and use it. Actually, I like the choose your own adventure element. It's appropriate. Yeah, right? Especially with what we have for later on. That's right. It's foreshadowing. A little tease. Regulate any stealing of his property. We're damn good, too. So far, I'm not convinced that this isn't just the song. It says instrumental? Okay. It was a... Oh. oh my god, what a trust fall. That was like the musical equivalent of blue balls. Or blue ovaries. Okay, let's get into this freestyle. Go with me. So, before the show, I was like, oh my god, I don't really know. I think there's a theme to this, but then I looked up at my email quick, and I was like, oh, damn, um, for some reason I thought this show was all about tantrums? Yes. Did I make that up? No. no. Oh, that's a real thing. Great. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so then this is going to work for me because I'll be able to use the story that I was going to say was irrelevant, but now it's perfect that I'll go ahead and tell this shit. <laughs> so, okay. Let's all join me on a journey of reliving. Me going back and hanging out with gra my grandmother at her apartment on Thanksgiving. So, long before, when I was a kid, I was like a lot more tensed up and fucked up and angry and pissed, and my grandparents had this special kind of door. I'm sure that it has some specific sort of name, but like, it's kind of like in a track on a frame, and it doesn't open and close, it just sort of does this accordion thing, that's how it goes back and forth. Do you know what I'm referring to? This freestyle that I'm working through? Okay, I'm glad you came with me. So, let's get back to the anecdote quickly. 
Natural pause. Okay. Chorus is over, so I'll keep on with the blah blah. This is a tale about my grandfather who I called Pava. We all have stupid names for our grandparents. I won't be embarrassed. So, grandma, chill as fuck, always. Then, until today, we're cool, good relationship. But me and Pava were on some different shit. We were homies, friends, pals, whatever. We used to just like hang out and tell jokes and laugh together. It was motherfucking beautiful. Like, we would joke around. We would have fun, and he taught me to be everything from conceited to humble. I'm really just looking for a rhyme for jumbles, that thing in the newspaper with the scrambled letters. Every fucking morning, we would do that together. Excellent memories, always great. But then there was one time that went a different way. I don't remember exactly what the cause was, but some shit went down that was fucked up. Whatever, it pissed me off, and I was dancing in place like Barishnikov, just fucking mad, (laughs) pissed, feet fucking twinkling, and I don't even really know what I was thinking, but I took that door that went in the frame, and bam, I gave that shit a slam, and it wasn't like the kind, again, that opened and closed on the track was how it goes, and so it kind of like rattled and shattered and shivered, whatever, Papa was not fucking given a positive reaction to this. He was so pissed. I remember he was like, Zach, and yelled at me. The only time I felt him kind of get nasty. And it stuck with me. So this Thanksgiving, I looked over at the door that I saw on the frame, and it brought me back. And he died in 97, way back. So it's like kind of sad. Damn. Um, But that was my tantrum story. Yeah! Honestly, I think you just invented a new medium right there. Though. Talk about it. Like, I, I, I think I would like to see more of that, like, taking a, taking a narrative story and, and improvising a rap like that, which I know mm. you improvise raps all the time, but, like, specifically from your youth, like, with the emotions and the memories, and, like, that was really, like, a step above, I thought. Thank you, Lisa. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was funny to be the person experiencing the performance of it from inside the performer. <laughs> Because um, when you do stuff that you haven't done before, ideally the comedy set is structured so that like the best thing happens at the end. But I felt like the best part of it was when like you recognize what kind of door I was talking about. <laughs> so it's like the performer's challenge to be like, well, there was one part that they liked the most, and it doesn't matter what part of the thing it happened in. Because there's definitely a tendency to be, like, wanting to close big. Yeah, I know. But, like, that's, like, a stand-up comic tendency. And I think for storytellers, like, it's a little bit different because you had to take us on the whole journey. You don't need to close it on a big laugh. You need to close it on, like, mm. you know, a like poignant... A, yeah, personal realization. Some, uh, personal realization. It's yeah. very Empire Strikes Back. And in the pacing, because you had the rising action. Of course that's it That's like is. the asteroid field, you know? And then this was, like, mm. sort of the end. The emotional oh. peak was the slam in the door and... You got mm. the lesson in there. Also, I got to say, I know you weren't here for the top of the show, but I did discuss that um, that little uh, Twinkle Toes dance that we do when we get pissed off what? when we're little because yeah. I just did it earlier today. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. It all You rhymes. can do it right now. Let's see it. No? Uh, <laughs> no? <laughs> Why was my reaction you? not to? Like, oh. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You that's know what it. I'm saying? That's it. Yeah. That's what like you're talking about. Like like Brishnikov, like that's Brishnikov. right. Like And from now on, I'm going to think of it that way. Okay, that's great. Can I say one last thing before I go? Yeah. 
Look, I'm not trying to style on you guys. I don't usually have this happen, but this was my third show of tonight. And the other two were so bad. And this was so fun. So thank you for being the last one. Thanks. I really appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks for having me as always. Amazing. Always a pleasure. Zach Sherwin, everybody. Check him out. Shirt. I love your shirt. Oh my god. He never disappoints. Never. Never fucking disappoints. Never. Love it. Amazing. All right. All right. Uh do you guys have uh what how about everybody just like stand up for a second and stretch? Is that cool? Let's just hop up and down. Let's all jump up. Make don't hit the Let's do, do a little twinkle toes dance. Little, yeah, so do, fucking do it. It's long, you gotta get through it. And right. uh on the count of three, we're all gonna have a big inhale and then exhale and an exacerbated exa- exaggerated, exacerbated uh, stuff. You know what it is. Exactly. One, two, three. Uh, Okay, let's okay. all sit down now. Let's sit all down right. now. Let's get the next guest on stage. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. We're good. Are we, are we good? You know, we're pretty fucking good. Good. We're pretty fucking good. Uh, so, yes, uh, our next guest is um, a new friend of mine since being here in L.A. and um, a really fucking hardworking dude, which you will also see from his photos. Busy year. Uh, what? He's had a busy year. He had a busy fucking year. Um, he is the mastermind behind FNFunny.com. He is a director, writer, performer. He's been in the Guild, and he's here also to talk about a new, very exciting project that which is a choose-your-own-adventure, which you will see later. Right. Give it up for Sandeep Parikh. It's le- yes, it's legal. You're allowed. Amazing. That's amazing. Yes, enjoy your Perrier, guys. Watermelon Perrier, not bad. Pretty watermelony. Uh, as Milana was describing the back room, it tastes. Oh, do I do I talk into this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, this. <laughs> that's how shows work. Yeah. I get it. Uh, it tastes like Big League Chew. Are you guys fans of the yeah, Big League Chew? Yeah, it does. Love Big League Chew. Well, it's, this is the liquid version. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's not as good as grapefruit. Anyway, Sundeep, you're a pretty more. level-headed individual. Would you say that you had? I mean, from what I know, you're very Great. good at the business face. Yeah. So uh, I know you were a stressed out kid. Were you ever a temper tantrum kid? I, I don't think I was. I also didn't think I was stressed out until I was, I mean, I guess I'm kind of giving away what we're going to talk about. Yeah, that's okay. We'll that's get fine. to it. But yeah, I was voted most stressed. This, this was a superlative that existed in your school, Which, and I was pissed that it didn't exist in mine because they would have been me. I feel like I never had heard of that in the zeitgeist of superlatives until it was voted on for me. Like I feel like, <laughs> did, they, did they make the superlative for me? Because like I had never seen it in any other high school yearbook. But anyway, it was, it was yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't think I was stressed. I, I guess I like living that way. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like okay with this level of uh, panic. I you know, listen, panic yeah. is my default state. Yeah, you yeah. make the best work when you're under severe personal pressure. Yeah, I like it. I like it. <laughs> See, I'm panicked right now. They're not laughing. <laughs> no, you're not, no, you're not panicked, but you look like you're going camping. I really like this Patagonia you. vest. Yeah, it's great. Um, Guys, I got this for, uh, I, I got married this year. This was a very yes, busy Yes, congratulations. Year. And yeah, by the way, you can applaud. your wife is a, a delightful specimen of humanity, and she's in this audience right she now. She sure is a specimen. <laughs> That's what I tell her. Like you are a specimen. <laughs> Shoot, doesn't no, work. But, doesn't really turn around. Uh, uh, 
So, yeah, no oh, so, so, but real quick, because otherwise this makes no sense. It's one of those loose ends. I got this for I went to Iceland for my honeymoon, which is amazing. Why, and and then I just want to I, I just want to wear it a lot. <laughs> and it's never cold in L.A., so whenever it's like slightly cold, I'm like I want to put my Iceland yeah. thing on. Yeah, you you want it to be worth it. <sighs> I'm glad I told that story. <laughs> no. You know, it's, it's like, you know, if you really enjoy Empire Strikes Back, so you were bringing it back. Wow. It's like, you know, your Hoth gear. Hoth oh, gear yeah. Pla- you know, see? Thank you. It rhymes. It's like, you know, ring theory. It all rhymes. Talk Is that about the only movie you know? Empire I know. Strikes I know the other, like... Did you see the other two? I know the other six or f- however say, Yeah, that's right. There's more than the three. We don't talk about Let's the other. Let's not talk about them. Yeah. Okay. All right, so... Uh, more about me. More about you, please. Yeah. So, so you didn't have temper tantrums because you were busy work, being a workaholic, yeah? Yeah, I guess so. So, um, so, so let's just break it right out right here. And you might have okay. to put down your Perrier in order to hold this. Okay. I'm sorry to oh, tell I have to you. Hold it. Great. Uh, yes, it's your Fine. artifacts, and you're doing a show and tell. Hello. Okay. All right. So, here we go. So, where, where, where was the high? This is high school. This is high school. Where yeah. did you go to high school? I went to Goffstown Area High School. It's uh, in uh, New Hampshire. I don't know if you guys have heard of that state. <laughs> it's, uh, it's like the, uh, it's the, I call it the south of the north. <laughs> it's a little, it's a little <laughs> you know, we're, I guess, libertarian is what they say. It's very, uh, you know, the, the first in the nation primary. Um, I was the one brown person in it, besides my family. So we had five brown people. And how did that, how, like, like, how did that, uh, like, a, like a falafel, <laughs> it's like a falafel of brown people. You said that, not me. <laughs> I can say it. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So did you find that that's a that, positive stereotype that we, I love, love falafel. Falafels. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. But you're not Israeli. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah. But you know, close enough, right? You guys, <laughs> you guys can't tell the difference. Middle East, South okay, Asian. You can continue to dig yourself in, but I'm not <laughs> going to participate. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you know, Afghanistan was once part of South Asia, and then they moved it conveniently to the Middle East when shit got weird. Well, like, technically, that, right? the Middle East is not a continent, so, like, Israel right. is in Asia, so... Right, yeah, exactly. Right. So, anyway, anyway, who cares? Whatever. Your family is, like, a token brown family in this yeah, town, right. and do you fi- did you find that that made you like special and beloved or did you find that it had the opposite effect? Like di- how did it affect you in a town full of white people? Yeah, I, I, feel, I feel like I was both like special. I was like, yeah, I'm the one, I'm Neo. <laughs> um, and then also like, oh God, I really want to be like everybody else too. Right. And was like, I wonder if I could paint myself. I literally had these thoughts as a kid. I was like, could, uh, can I can I find the right type of white person paint to like paint my body? <laughs> was an actual legitimate thought process that I had. Like I remember being a kid going to hardware stores with my parents and then like going to the paint aisle and being like, Holy I shit, wonder if Jesus I could buy Christ. this paint. Yeah, because it, it was definitely, it definitely sucked at times right. to be, it, I think all kids don't want to be different, right? I'm, I, well, I guess, I don't know. Yeah. I can always speak yeah. for myself. But like that's a common thing yeah. to like kind of want to normalize yourself. And then yeah. when you're like so blatantly not the the norm, mm-hmm. you know, like visually, mm-hmm. um, it's it it can be maybe that's what stressed me out now that I think about I it. I mean it's guys, I'm discovering stressful. so much about myself right that's now. That's the fucking point, yes. Holy shit. That's that's um, the point. Yeah. So and did you did you get along with your family or was it like, was it like uh, at each other's throats at home? Because like you were, you were insulated whether you wanted to be or not. Right. right? Just like my family was like token Jewish family in my town. So like, yeah. yes, I had things in common with them, but then it was also like, these are the only people I have things in common with, which is hard. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, no, we got we were a pretty tight knit, close family. Um, I have two older brothers; they're ten and twelve years older than me, so I was the uh, happy accident, <laughs> um, the miracle, spoiled, um, or the yeah, or the what the fuck? We're forty. Why are you born, uh, baby? <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, we, you know, I was like the toy to my brothers, so like I, I feel like I had like uh-huh. a good situation you know i didn't have any of that sibling rivalry situation going on like they fucking hated each other like they were at each other's throats because they were only two years apart right right but but then you know i was like their little yeah phil has a brother that's like what is he 11 years your junior yes he was a happy surprise yes but but it meant i could still buy action figures and say it was for my brother right (laughs) (laughs) um all right let's go into some of these uh photos so that we can talk about this beautiful artifact do it so um Okay. Starting up here. So, <laughs> as you, uh, yeah, so I'm sorry. I got, I got three superlatives. Right. So that's pretty right. nice. That is really overachieving right yeah. there. So um, I don't know. Are, we, are you able to zoom it? No. Never mind. No, We're not I able didn't to do zoom it. do a good job. So, uh, so you're wearing this. Slide for you. I'm sorry. Gig- so this is shortest, right? Yeah. So I was voted shortest, which I find to be <laughs> hilarious because. That wasn't your choice at all. There were shorter kids than me. Why the hell were you voted short? I just was the most visible short person, I think, in (laughs) class. Well, okay. So that was kind of interesting. Because it's like, you know, that's a superlative you can test. Yeah. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's an objective superlative. You were not empirically the shortest. No, I was not. But you got I feel so bad for Eric Pothier. Yeah, he was Shout probably out. pissed, dude. Yeah, you're like, this guy's it's a all fucking he free? That's all he <laughs> <Yeah>. had. <laughs> um, and you're wearing this amazing tie-dye shirt, yeah, which yes, is just, really and him. you have this like amazing 90s hairdo, which is very Nick Carter. It's the butt cut. The I butt? Know, the I butt never cut. heard of it that way, yeah. where it's like parted down the center, down the middle, and it's like, like a butt. straight on both sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like right. a butt. All right, great. Next, please. Yeah. All right, here you oh, are, looking is... very put together. You're wearing a tie, like... you. <laughs> Oh. This is ridiculous. I can't believe I look like that. Can you? Um, would you mind reading this quote for the people? Oh, man, I really don't want to. No, you have to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a nerd. The road goes ever, ever on and down from the door where it began. Now far ahead, the road has gone. And I must follow, if I can, pursuing it with weary feet until it joins some larger way where many paths and errands meet. Whither then? I cannot say. J.R.R. Tolkien. <laughs> I did not get laid in high school. <laughs> so were you? I read books. What were you? Uh, oh, you were clearly of in the nerd camp. You were stressed yeah. out. What were you? How were your grades like? Uh, I had good grades. I was like, uh, I was a real. I mean, I was like an overachiever. I wanted to win. I wanted to be like. And did yeah, you- I was really fucking annoying as a kid for <laughs> sure. <laughs> For sure. Well, I, I was too. I think back about uh, myself in high school who was also like super overachiever, like valedictorian, just like sleeping three hours a night and living on caffeine. And um, yeah. that person would judge this person so fucking hard. Like yeah. she was oh, a yeah. very judgmental person. For sure. I would be so, like this guy would be so disappointed in this guy. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Where's but, your tie? Uh, this guy is so happy. I'm not this fucking guy. I anymore. know. Yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. Good. I'm glad I, to I hear can, it. Yeah. Uh, I'd see. I wanted valedictorian so bad, and I didn't get it. And the, the reason being was that we didn't have weighted grades, and I took the I took the hardest classes, and so oh. I like caused such a stink, yeah, and I was like, sucks. we gotta change the rules. <laughs> I was like, uh, what yeah. a shit ball I was. No, you like, weren't. I guess if that mattered. 
It, but well, it, that it sucks that, that someone who's in like you know basic math gets to be the right. valedictorian when you're in like AP. No, Cal. our valedictorian earned. She actually, pro- I think she is smarter than me still. So um, I was just looking for any. I was like trying to Belichick that shit. If you're a football <laughs> fan, just trying to whatever rule I could. Yeah. yeah. But then there was this girl that only took pre-calc, and I'm like, that you can't you can't be ranked higher than me only taking pre-calc. <laughs> It's See, some bullshit. Do you I did the math. And I, <laughs> all right, never mind. I mean, honestly, uh, and I mentioned this at a comedy show recently, like, uh, it just doesn't mean anything at all. No. Like, I'm still, like, trying to tell jokes in, like, hotel basements with four people watching. Like, that's my yeah. life right now. So I definitely don't use derivatives in my daily right, fuck life that. telling jokes. Fuck that. Yeah. Um, can we see the next one, please? And where are okay. we here? Here we oh, are. Oh, yeah, Okay. Yeah. So, so obviously we shot this on the same day. Um, <laughs> I'm most, li- most likely to succeed. And this was our valedictorian, Kristen Gleason. She deserves it. Um, <laughs> Kristen, I can say that now. If, in case you're listening, Kristen. Yeah, this is like a big moment for me. You deserve to. <laughs> it's all yours. All right. Um, yeah. So, you know, what's kind of funny about these is that I sort of directed all of these photos. <laughs> like, like, well, I was going like, to ask you guys, like, is this on a play set here? We have like banisters and shit. Like, where is this? Um, yeah, no, this is just like, uh, I think our theater. Yeah. I, I got high school. Yeah, so I just remember, uh, I guess this is my first taste of being a director was I was like, they just wanted us to like stand there and do and just and you're like this could be so much more dynamic you idiots and I was like all right let's get some props they uh, they're most unorganized they need paper so (laughs) I got them paper yeah most unorganized this is my best work I think were you in the theater uh, no I was not no I was a total math and science kid not like I was yeah I was like I was like sort of not not forbidden but it was like frowned upon to be in the arts (laughs) in my family is it is it still. No, no, now they're, they're cool. But my parents, like, when I told them that I was like, hey, I'm taking my computer science degree and not using it uh, and just going to try to go to L.A. and make something happen, they, they wept on the phone. <laughs> oh, my, my mom wept. Um, but then they were like, we support you. <laughs> so it's kind of beautiful. Um, and listen, you're making it. You're doing fine. Yeah, you're doing, doing right. it. Yeah. You're doing it. Things are going okay now. Yeah. yeah. Now, 13 years later, they're like, great. <laughs> now they're like, see, we, we were with you the whole fucking way. <laughs> yeah, sure. Hit up the All next right. one. Yes, flip the next one. Is this what I think it is? Oh, no, not yet. Yes. Well, this is the... Oh, here we have most oh, this stress. This is most stress. We already talked about it. Yeah, you're looking at your watch. Oh, my God. This is great acting moment for Thank you. Thank you. I love it. You know what I just realized? Hun, my, my, we did the same pose because at, at our wedding we had a DeLorean at it because I'm a fucking You had a DeLorean nerd. at your fucking wedding? Yeah, so Indians, oh when they get married, they have this, like the, the groom sort of enters in on something. If it, has anybody been to an Indian wedding here? No? You guys need to diversify your friends. <laughs> this sir, this guy has. So they have a barat, which is this big processional. Like it's supposed to mimic when the husband, like when the groom is like, Arriving at the, uh, the 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 wife's the soon to be wife's uh, town village, um, and so people now they show up. Someone's alarm just went off. Um, check your meter. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so so it's supposed to it's supposed to sig- symbolize that, and people come in on like horses now or like elephants, which they rent from the zoo or whatever. And I was like, I don't want an animal. I want a DeLorean. And so I came <laughs> in on a DeLorean, and it was the best thing. And we did the same exact pose <laughs> for our wedding photos. Because that's the poster. Right. Yeah, Whatever. it's fucking great. I see it. I love Back to the Future, yeah. yes. and I, I salute you. 
Thank you. All right. I think we have one more photo and it's the one it's the right? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. This you're, one hurts me. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have to read it. Yeah, this yeah. is terrible. <laughs> yeah, God. so okay. This so I did this thing. Well, so look, as the one brown kid, you get friends. And so um, <laughs> after a while, uh, yeah, a lot of people signed my yearbook and we were into signing each other's yearbook. Um, I'm pretty happy about, you know, we really used all the page space to just showcase how many friends I had. Look at that, <laughs> you guys, so many. Anyway, so I did this thing where I was like, uh, I, found, I found my yearbook after many years and saw these inscriptions and they were so funny and, and ridiculous. And so I started posting to my friends, like, hey, I'll, I'll post you what you wrote me if you, po- if you post what I wrote you, uh, which created <laughs> oh, a little fun no. chain. And then, um, so anyway, this is me. Uh, this is what my friend Tiffany, this is what I wrote her. Um, my God. <laughs> this would get me. It would like, kicked out of Congress right now. Um, no, you'd be safe in Congress. It would get kicked you off. Oh, if I was a Republican, I'd be safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Uh, so I say, Tiffany, you piece of ass, you. I know. I know. Look. Says the kid who wasn't even getting laid. Or no, no. And we were friends, and this was like a... like. This is what you called your friends. This is well, the time for shitty behavior. She's the type of person that would like... Like pinch my butt as a joke. Like we 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 had a oh, okay. we had a mutual harassment relationship. It was totally fine. <laughs> oh, yeah, this guy gets it. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but this yeah, this really expresses some hatred I had for people. Uh, well, even though you've converted to hillbillyism, I was really anti like redneck. Uh, along with your cohort, uh, this was a girl that I was a is a friend. Like her co- cohort was a friend that I had a crush on uh-huh. and. We kind of had a thing, and then she decided to date this guy in a pickup truck, and that made me really angry. Uh, so I think I'll... No offense if you have a pickup truck. I'm so sorry. Uh, I think I'll still be nice. We've had some rad classes together. Mrs. Fillmore's, Miss Lassard's, and, and some close call in, calls in Lassard's class. Oh, that's a reference to when she passed out in the class at one because she didn't eat breakfast or something, and my initial reaction was to laugh at her. I just laughed. You were mean. I was a shitball. I never said that. Uh, okay, so always remember when you lived in my uh, house for four days and became an honorary member of the GTW. Okay, let me talk about this real quick. Yeah. Uh, the GTW was a fake gang that we created <laughs> in school <laughs> called the Gosstown Tidal Wave. <laughs> Not a great name. Um, but the principal... Man, I'm going to write this story someday. The principal was such a villain in our high school, and then once he heard about the fake gang, he was like, we do not support gang violence in this school. <laughs> and he went on this like big campaign to try to stop us, and so, of course, that like, only made us were stronger. Were you a violent gang? No, we were just dumb kids that like just made up like hand s- symbols, and <laughs> we did freestyle walking. Like That's not cool. <laughs> That's not cool. That's no. not what a gang should do. Yeah, no, we, this is how you, we were this all is how just dorks, but then like we became a gang because we were uh, militarized by the authority. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> is that Mosca. what fucking happens? Oh, that's a whole long story. Anyway, uh, you're some cool shit. Yeah, what a great phrase. And I'm gonna miss you. Your bright smile next year. I hope we stay in touch. Don't defriend just because you got a redneck at your side. <laughs> in fact, you're parting with me this summer whether you like it or not. Good luck and Godspeed. <laughs> now, I want to know if this careful, part careful, is you. Careful. Oh, probably. What does it say? Uh, every new beginning comes from some other beginnings. And <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yes. a little. But- 
Phil mentioned the closing time quote. Like, <clears throat> I, I, that's the, like, when I saw this, I was like, should we do this to him? And then I saw that, and I was like, yes, we're doing this to him. Because I love closing time. That's yeah. my song in Apparently school. I did too. Yeah. You love it? Um, love yeah. to hate it. When I was a freshman, horse. that was like, I meant a lot. I don't know why. Ugh. I don't yeah. know why. I like being depressed to mainstream music. Or that song, The Freshman. By the yes. yes, and that happened when yeah. I was a freshman in high school, and I thought it was about me. And my friends were like, "No, they're talking about freshmen in college." And I was like, oh, just, "You know, I'm trying uh, to relate." Wasn't it about abortion? I think it was. A, yeah. I think it was. No, okay. Brick was about abortion. No, I think the freshman was also about abortion. No, was it? Yeah, audience. Was. Uh, I'm abortion. There could be more that. than one song about abortion, guys. It's fine. Um, Armageddon, Deep Impact, abortion songs. You know. <laughs> what? Oh, I got you. Okay. Yeah, like they make those two things. I once. thought you were stating that Armageddon was about abortion. I was like, whoa, I'm going to need to rewatch that movie. We're going to put a nuclear warhead in this baby and blow it up before it comes out. Uh, but I learned to play the song, uh, uh, the, uh, the abortion song that we were just talking about. I learned to play it on the guitar so that I could like score... I learned to play the guitar so that girls would like me. Right. And then I learned the freshman so that I could impress girls. But then I but then later was told, hey, that song's about abortion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to sleep with you now. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, it was, brave, it was brave of you to read this out loud, yes. and I commend you. Um, you. I'm going to give you a gift now uh, that you, again, can uh, do away with outside of uh, my view, if you like. Uh, I think that it was some kind of a Christmas ornament because it's got a thing. Oh, my God, it's perfect. It's a... It's a <laughs> It's a bear. I, uh, it's it's a, it's a bear with a bingo card that says 1995 on it. Do with that what you will. I don't know why I had it. Uh, wow. I never got. I never had a Christmas tree because I was Jewish, but I collected Christmas ornaments. Go figure. Yeah. Ah, uh, I just watched Get Out, so this is especially creepy. Oh, good. The bingo. Um, well, Spoiler we're gonna uh, yeah. we're gonna bring you back up uh, yeah. in a in a moment to talk about that moment when. Love but it. for now. Give it up for Sundeep, everybody. Good luck and Godspeed. <laughs> Don't forget your sparkling uh, Big League Chew in a can. Big League Chew in a can. Amazing. Right. Oh, my God. I love it when people just like, you know, just be embarrassed in front yeah. of other people. That It makes so many good things happen. Quick question. Yeah. Do you think it's specially insensitive that specially? we... Specially? First species, that we have them wear just shirts and no pants? Is that insensitive now? Bears? Bear anything, ducks, bears, mice, you know, whatever. Anybody that just got the, they just got a vest, they just got a shirt. They're not wearing pants. It doesn't matter. Is that is that specious? Uh, I mean, maybe that's we don't know. Like when ducks talk to each other or bears talk to each other, like that's how they roll. Maybe. I see you know? not wearing pants. They're wearing fur though. You can't see their genitals. That's fair. But they don't need to be wearing shirts. That's fair. That's fur. All right, let's do. I'm sorry. Pound pussy. I... Pound pussy. <laughs> I'm going to remember that forever now. <laughs> Only if you'll let me. No. He's my boyfriend. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, cool, guys. So um, we, have, we have come to the moment in the show for our final guest. And she is a, a delight and like a real-life Disney princess. Um, I'm sure you recognize her from all of your televisions. As, oh, my God. I'm sorry about this microphone. Uh, as she is like the AT&T girl, um, recently revealed to be uh, the new Marvel Squirrel Girl, but she's not allowed to talk about it. Uh, but, I, I, but that's all we're saying. Anyway, she is a lovely person and a friend. Give it up for Milana Vintrue! <laughs> Yay. 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 You get a cardigan song. So, Thank you. yeah. 
Hello. Hello. <laughs> you have a lot of stuff with I you. I know. I didn't know. So my mom lives in town, so it was easier for me to get stuff. It's Since Steve <laughs> just like picked something he had in his bookshelf yeah this is uh god sundeep get it together yeah, um, sundeep travel home on short notice <laughs> um so i feel like you uh because you were not born in this country right true so tell the people where you were from um from uzbekistan tashkent uzbekistan which is so cool i don't oh sorry yes the lights um <laughs> thank you Hi, i think there's child. a bugger in there <laughs> um Ew. do you have any uh any particular memories of throwing temper tantrums in uzbekistan or were you no, no, no. a well my family moved here when i was two and a half got you um i've said two and i've said three and now that we're on a recorded podcast that my mother will listen to and she's corrected me so many times it's two and a half okay <laughs> um yeah, no, I moved here when I was very young, but I wasn't really a temper tantrum child. Actually, what would happen to me is I would hold all of my stress in and then I would get stiff necks. Oh. Yeah, and I remember on my 10th birth, or maybe it was my 8th birthday, my, so I was really into theater and you know mm-hmm. acting and playing and music and all that stuff. And so um, we th- had my party at a, like a little improv theater in Burbank, which is such a great idea. Yeah, and that's, I want to do that now. Oh my god, yeah! They just let me like all these adults let me play with them on stage that's in front awesome. of my friends. And then we like had a picnic and pizza party in the back. It was the best birthday ever, except for I was in a neck brace. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh no. And even now, when I get really stressed out, uh, my neck stiffens up. But I have an amazing acupuncturist for you. Uh, no, thank you. I just love the neck brace. And, <laughs> um, I love the parking. My mom told me at a really young age, I was, we're like, you know, we're like Russian people. So we believe in discipline, like a lot of immigrant families. Like I think Sandeep's family was like this too. We just really believed in um, well-balanced, well-cultured, we're well-traveled. No, we didn't travel, but like, you know, just like very discipline. Discipline was a big part of my upbringing. So my parents gave me lots of extracurricular activities, Mm -hmm. uh, which one of them included gymnastics for three to four hours a day, four times a week. Oh, damn. And I also went to a school that gave me a ton of homework. So I was really, really stressed about homework and grades. And I also had to deliver on grades, which I failed constantly. And uh, my mom taught me at a really young age or at least brainwashed me to believe that I worked really well under pressure. Um, and so whenever I'd get stressed <laughs> out, it's a terrible like, lesson. This is for my own good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I mean, pretty much, I pretty much, and my, I mean, my, I'm like fourth generation American, but my family is Russian back before then. Uh-huh. And I feel like it has trickled down through the family that like, uh, that basically if you're a successful person, um, you're going to be miserable. The end. What do you mean? Uh, they be- they believe that success is bad. No, 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 no. Oh, that if you in order that to be in order to be successful, you, have to be you must be miserable, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. It's um, not very healthy. Yeah, I don't have a lot of examples of successful people in my family to model. So, <laughs> mom, who is listening? <laughs> 
just kidding. Um, uh, yeah, no, but, but that that is like a. It, it's true that we believe that you have to suffer for exactly. success. Exactly. Yeah, and I have. So, um, what has it gotten me? I'm not sure yet. Well, look but at this podcast and it's these true. 27 people in the audience. <laughs> do you, Solid you, did number. you count them? <gasps> One, two, three, four, seven. 27. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Um, le- um, well, what what should we do first? Let's look at your art. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. I was so delighted to find out that uh, Milana has this whole other... Uh, you could have been a professional artist. Like, this could have been your career. So... Oh, oh shit. Just pretend it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. It's like Podcast theater. audience it's fine. can't see it. Yeah. We uh, can, though. So, yeah, I went through... Well, I had an art teacher. I've had lots of really great art teachers. Um, shout out to Miss Call, Horace Mann. What up? Oh, nice. Yeah, she was the kind of the first one that really pointed out that I had skills. I remember her introducing me to her daughter at like the school fair, and she and it was me and my friend Janelle. And she goes, "This is Milana. She's a really talented artist. This is Janelle. She uh, flirts with the boys." <laughs> uh. Um, so that, it was just nice you know sometimes you just need like an adult to tell you that you have any kind of skill to believe absolutely. it absolutely well absolutely but then the problem is when all the adults tell you how skilled you are and then you get into the real world and there are no other adults to tell no, you that you're an adult now I can't tell myself I'm skilled you're skilled uh, yeah I really enjoy listening to you speak thank you yeah. you can stay Thank you. <laughs> um, but then in, in high school, I had a teacher, Mr. Fettel, uh, Fetterman? Fettelman? Something like that. Fennel? Fettel, F-E-D-E-L-M-A-N. And he <laughs> told me that um, just drawing something that was real isn't enough and that we needed to find a way to put a message in it or, you know, make it deeper. Um, and I was dealing with lots of emotions. Also, uh, learning new words. <laughs> um, so I p- painted different parts of, um, I drew here, I drew Oh yes, can we, can we just kill the um, projection for a second? So, so we can see it, thank you. So um, I just drew different parts, like a hand and an ear and an eye, and then a hypnotic circle elusive. of just the word elusive. <laughs> <laughs> Just a spiral of elusive over and over and over. I don't think, I think I had to use a thesaurus. (laughs) Um, But do you, I mean, it's a really specific word. Do you have any recollection of why that one seemed appropriate for this uh, I mean, piece. isn't it obvious? <laughs> no, no, I don't know. Um, I know. I think um, maybe I wanted to be mysterious. Yeah. I think I, w- I was also maybe a little angsty. Yeah. Um, How old were you again when you made this? This is pro- this is uh, ninth or tenth grade. Right. So that's right in the heart of it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. That's right about right. It's the guy yeah. of the storm, that um, elusive storm, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we've diagnosed me, and okay, this <laughs> other one. <laughs> But it's it's truly like masterful drawing. Like Thank that you. eyeball is amazing. Yeah. That was one of the things. I mean, it, I think that's true for a lot of people, right? Like the thing that you draw over and over and over is an eyeball. Is that true? For yes, else? I drew a lot of yeah. eyeballs. Why do we do that? Because they're the windows to the soul, duh. And also, you can never get enough. You can never get detailed enough with eyeballs because if you start with like mm. just with with just the eye and then the the pupil, like you. There's more de- intricate details inside, so you always. But just... that's true for a dick pick too. That's right? true. It, it, the like, megapixels really so make it count. Many, yeah. yeah. Oh wait, so, hold I on. Mean, a picture, picture a photo. A, okay. The ladies um, in the front row just had a moment and, about that, and I wanted to know what it was. What happened? We met at a dick pic. We met at a dick pic. 
We met at a dick pic art show. <laughs> That's I so romantic. Yeah. Yeah. We, like, we have a group chat, and every time we text each other, uh, it just shows up that I have dick pic messages. Mm. Um, and like they'll, they'll, they'll talk, and I'll just get like 30 dick pics <laughs> in like five minutes. I love that wow. this is a whole this is a whole um, sector of the economy that I had no idea. So we'll what talk a later. Beautiful foundation for your friendship. <laughs> All right. Um, so this so. is, I think, less masterful, but I was going through a phase. <laughs> um, it's legs. Um, On a face of the... With a face. It's kind of like every part of this face um, is made out of a butt. <laughs> <laughs> I was just really exploring curves and shading... I don't know. And then this is just a hand smoking a cigarette. I was really... I dig that. I really do dig that. That's really cool. Yeah, I was figuring something out. It's got some Joker uh, qualities to it. Thank you. Green hair. Was was there someone in your life who was a butt face? What's that? Was there someone in your life who was a butt face and you were expressing your (laughs) disdain for them? I really think I was just playing with shapes and color. I don't really know. Um, But it's super deep if you look at it for long enough. Yeah. Because I could get lost in that face. You'll find meaning in it for sure. It kind of reminds me of there were those like there was those books where it was like you could look at them uh, right side up or upside down and you could see a face. Like yeah, it was an old lady or a young lady. Yeah. Yeah. I like those. They're very elusive. Oh. Elusive. What does it mean? What is that? We still don't know what that word means. (laughs) Um, all right, and you, you sent me some lovely photographs, so let us de- okay. delve into those, please. Beowulf, thank Close your you. eyes. It's about to be bright. All right. Future's so bright, you got to wear shades. It's so precious. Um, like, it's fun. There's actually a little scratch right where the mustache is. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I love sleeping in public, so... <laughs> <laughs> Um, also, I love you're wearing velvet here again, which I love well, that it's, it's back. come back around. I know See? it has come back around. It all rhymes. It was a with thing in the episode. '90s. Yeah, I was a sweet little child. You can't even tell the demonic nature behind it. <laughs> uh, no, I uh, yeah. So I, you know, Russians. There's a, in LA, which is where I grew up. There's lots of Russian restaurants. You may have seen them. They're kind of secret. <laughs> they like look like they just are a banquet hall, but there's actually that's a how it is in New York of, too. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. there's a ton of them in New York yeah. because that's where we settled. Mm-hmm. And um, so they also always have photographers there. And so I have lots of these kind of portrait-like, vignetted pieces from my youth and actually from my adulthood too. And those are all unfortunate, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, this is just a beautiful snapshot of a, a pose that it, an adult man forced me to make. <laughs> it, and this almost, like, the curve of this chair almost reminds me of, like, the medieval paintings of uh, Jesus, where he always had, like, a gold a gold paint halo around him. <laughs> so You know what's also, I'm just remembering now, looking at my teeth. I remember, <laughs> I remember um, really wanting buck teeth. I really thought they were so cute and like Bugs Bunny and like so fun. So in lots of pictures, I would kind of just like open my mouth a tiny bit <laughs> so you can just like kind of see That's it. It's cute. It's like a, well, honestly, it's like what a squirrel has. Why would you mention that? I don't know. There's no reason at all. There's zero reason at all. But I mean, you know, I'm saying your dreams are coming true. Yes, thank you. <laughs> can we see the next one, please, Beowulf? Oh. Wait, where did this come from? I stole it from Facebook. Oh. <laughs> I have a secret place. Oh, I well, um, well here. 
This um yeah, it's so charming. <laughs> Nothing's changed. Um yeah, I don't I don't know where this is from. It I looks like we're on vacation maybe. It feels like a vacation shot. But I still laugh like this <laughs> in shame. <laughs> <laughs> um and the next one please, which is my favorite this, here. Yeah, this is got just, real 60s vibes with the hair and the look. Yeah. So Russian, I know, right? It's so fucking Russian. It's like, again, like a photo that a stranger told me to take. And I, like, I'm trying to cover my braces and my newly developing breasts. And I don't know how. It's um, just like the, the face you are giving the photographer is just pure venom right now. Yeah, I also think I was like really going through a, a, I had a very serious girl tr- girl crush on uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt for a while. <gasps> yes. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. see the resemblance. See yeah. Yes. So I was just trying to uh, access that as much as I could. Um, when my mom was pregnant with my sister, this is a weird, fun, weird fact. <laughs> um, when my mom was pregnant with my sister, who I am 11 and a half years older than, um, I would um, I would pray to God that my sister looked like Jennifer Love Hewitt. Oh, I was just like, please make her beautiful like Jennifer Love Hewitt. <laughs> and is she? She's gorgeous. Oh yeah, but not like Jennifer Love Hewitt. <laughs> I mean, I think Jennifer Love Hewitt ha- really had her moment for a second. Oh yeah, yeah. Heartbreakers. Yeah. Fucking, I know what you fuck? did last summer. She yeah. was great. Oh she was God. our Jennifer. She was our generation's Jamie Lee Curtis. In that what? Record. In like the Halloween sort of vibe where she was in the like, horror movies. Yeah, the horror I guess. What about Nev Campbell? She also was like that too. <laughs> but I think Jennifer Love Hewitt kind of they share a resemblance uh, in a way. Why are you guys staring at me so intently? Because you're talking, so Phil. <laughs> it's weird for that to happen. I'm yeah. sorry. I think it's time for us also go back and watch Party of Five. Yeah. Personally, right? Yes. Um. So. I don't have the rose picture here because oh, I hadn't put it in the thing. So yeah, let's, can, we, I'll go grab yeah, it. Should yeah. we get it? Yes, because because now that there's a story behind it, I really want to want to tell it. Yeah, yeah, we it's did, great. Yeah, I didn't. I was running low on time because I had to do a lot of other things to set this up, so I wasn't able to fully put it a lot of stuff in here. So I apologize for the what? Lack no, of stop! Don't stop apologizing. Right. There are no apologies today. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, I'm so glad you said that. Um, this is another photo. This is through a, a li- I had a little bit of a fat phase. Um, yeah, um, my weight yo-yoed a lot as a child. Um, so I, I was holding this, I remember this, um, because I was holding the rose really tight. This is another Russian, uh, party obviously <laughs> that's where all of my portraits are from um americans go to sears <laughs> russians go to luxy restaurant <laughs> so um or or robert's cuisine that's still on la brea if anyone wants to go they've got great lamb chops yeah yeah i'll There's go like one russian in the crowd that's like i know i, I just want to go yeah oh it's great yeah uh just just below uh, hollywood boulevard on the brea so um I was holding this uh, flower too tightly <laughs> and he said that um, my knuckles were turning white so I needed to relax my hand and the way to do that is to let one finger out so I just <laughs> pointed. <laughs> and here and like, we have like it. This. <laughs> it's very renaissance. Like your, your eyes and look, it's sort of, it's very close to like the oil paintings of people who don't know what to do with the object they're holding. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, you know, the confused cherub. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
that guy. That's my favorite. He's always in the corner of every tapestry. It's the best. Um, well, thank you. Thank you for sharing that your lovely art with us. Thank you. I truly am impressed because like, it is angsty, but it's also super well done. Thanks. Um, and I'm going to give you a, a useless piece of detritus now Perfect. as your gift. I don't know why this one really spoke to me when I dug through my things. Maybe because it's pink. Um, it's a bracelet, um, but it's like one of these. Do you guys remember these? It always reminds me of lifeguards or yeah. summer camp. It's like a, a cheap, like woven, like faux friendship bracelet. Oh my god! Bracelet. It's a faux friendship bracelet. <laughs> Just like us. No. Um, no, the friendship isn't faux, but the bracelet is. Thank you so Probably much. Probably factory made. You are so welcome. I'm going to wear it for the rest of my <laughs> night. <laughs> um, well, before you go, I'm going to bring Sandeep back up so Yay. we can talk about that moment when a yes. little bit. Sandeep, will you return from the cavernous? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh. I'm in the audience. Um, amazing. So uh, do you guys... we I'll move out of the way a little bit. Right? Yeah. Is there a computer? Or yes, we we have we have um, episode two ready to we're go. We're not no. going to play the whole episode. We're going to play the first few minutes. Great. And if you guys want, I can wave you when to stop or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, the well, you guys can tell them about it. I think it's perfect because it's choose your own adventure, which is well, appropriate well, for so, us. Yes. Yeah, so um, that moment when is uh, an interactive sitcom. So uh, you, the user or viewer, gets to choose what uh, you you control. Jill, who is um, who who it's Milana my plays character name. Character name. Uh, and uh, you make choices for on all these awkward moments. So the episode two is that moment when you get dumped in public. And uh, you have to navigate her through this socially impossible I, situation. I want to also say that this episode has a special guest star, um, and it's uh, Phil plays the valet guy. Oh, <laughs> uh, we won't probably won't get that far because that's at the no, very it's end. No, it's at the very beginning. Oh, it's at the very beginning too. I forgot we put a shot in the beginning. Uh, so I guess. So just yell out your answers. Yeah, yell Don't out answers, hesitate. and then because uh, you only have who's like going to actually pl- who's going to play it. Uh, Phil is. Phil is. Okay, yeah. so Phil, make your decisions quickly. Uh, full screen. Full screen. Damn it, Phil. <laughs> Phil. Phil. <laughs> oh. Wow. <laughs> this looks expensive. Yeah, it is. Why'd you give me this? Oh, you know, it's just because I, um... Why did we do it? Which one? I love you. I love you. When I saw that jacket, I really thought... You. you never say that out loud unless oh, and also, you have ulterior motives. <laughs> the big 10-year high school reunion is coming up, and oh, we gotta look sharp. And you know Stacy DeFoe is coming for me. No, I, I, I don't know that. But Jill, I have something that I've been wanting to say to you all dinner, and I think I need to just get it out. So I... Um, what do I do? Really what do I do? Say yes! Say yes! Sorry, it's just really hard for me to initiate, you know, I'm not... Yes, baby, yes! Yes, uh-huh. what? I will marry you. Hubby me, house me, fertilize me, almost cheat on me in your late 40s, and then realize, you can't do that, because I'm your one in a jillion. It's something you've never said, but it's something you'll grow to say. And then we'll have old people sex until we're dead. <laughs> what? That moment when you get dumped in public. 
Help Jill retain a shred of her fucking dignity by keeping it cool. Avoid outbursts from Jill. The more she gets, the worse her night will be. Why would you, you do can... that a week before Okay, that's it. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, you yeah, get yeah. the idea. Um, I don't think it was mentioned, but um, Sandeep is the director of this project. Oh, I yes. don't think that's been said, oh, yes. but yes. I don't just um, follow her around and, and try to describe the project. That would be weird. <laughs> so um, tell uh, real quick, tell the people yeah. where they can find this. So it's, uh, it's free. Uh, you can go to helloecho.com. How do you spell echo? You spell it E-K-O. Wow. <laughs> you misspell it is what you do. <laughs> uh, and it's there, or you can go on your iOS app store and download the Echo app, again spelled incorrectly. Um, but uh, yeah, that's the company that uh, sort of put this together. They have like an incredible uh, platform where you can create these choose your own adventures, even yourselves apparently. Um, so uh, yeah, it was a total crazy so thing that we did for So there's seven episodes. Um, there's a storyline that goes, this is the second episode, so you can go back, watch the first one. It's very weird and I think funny and I never say that about my own work she because hates I, all of her work I hate everything I do <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a Russian thing too yeah and just to share this I was I was a I helped on set but sure they did had to shoot usually when you shoot like TV you shoot like eight pages a day max they gotta shoot like fucking 20 18 pages. pages a day 600 pages a right. day a million 18 they pages shot a day. the bible <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was it was 180 pages in 10 days yeah yeah, it was so great. It was, it was pretty nuts, but it was it was an awesome. I think it was cover. worth it, like and you don't even know how low our budget was. Yeah, <laughs> you'll never you'd never be able to tell. Yeah, yeah. Now that crew killed it. They made yeah. it look like a real show, and it, the whole show leads up to uh, Jill's high school reunion, which is the finale that comes out this Tuesday. So if you want to catch up quickly, and then on Tuesday you can watch uh, the episode. Do we sound too desperate when we pitch it, or do we sound like excited? Yeah, no, actually, it's... give us some feedback. Uh, we're trying to work on this pitch. We're gonna Great. go. On I tour. think it's so fucking cool. It's a brand new medium, and it allows this interactive quality that definitely, especially people from our generation who like binge those choose your own adventure books. Like that's what we want, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I that's think what it's great. I, I like. So what drew me to this project or to this platform? Hey, Cindy, what drew you to this project or this platform? <laughs> uh, I'm so glad you asked. Um, thank you. I need two microphones to explain this. Uh, what drew me? To, well, was just how like seamless the interaction is. So, um, and I think we really kind of pulled it off for this one. But like, there's no pausing or freeze framing. It just sort of like blends in with the story. So I really think it's like a choose your own adventure, sort of like in the sense that. Those books, I think it does what those books kind of failed to do, in my opinion, um, because it's like your choices have consequences and what you choose is what you get versus like, I'm going to flip back because I didn't like that answer. Um, and it actually affects the outcome and there are different endings depending on how you play the game. So, You know that thing you loved as a child? Well, they did it badly and we did it better. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks for summing that up. Well, I, I will also say shout out to Phil because um, not only did he help me learn my lines because I had so many a day, but also at the end of this episode, if you play it badly enough, I get thrown out of the restaurant, like literally catapulted Spoiler alert. out of the restaurant if you play it badly. Um, not badly, but just, I mean, sometimes it's fun to see me get kicked out of the restaurant, so you totally. may choose that path. But um, I posted a little Instagram video of it, just that clip, and Phil and I were driving home and I was like what is the caption for this? And Phil goes, Fly United. 
Nice. Excellent work. Great. Thank you for remembering. Excellent wow. work, sir. Excellent work. Well, um, thank you guys so much for doing this like special sneak preview in a theater. It's yes, amazing. Thank you. And um, give it up us. for Sandeep and Milana, thank you guys. You. Yes. yes. Binge watching. Go, 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 go. Get them. Binge watching at its finest. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Collect all stuff, of your stuff. belongings. Collect them all. Um, <clears throat> guys. Oh, we that had, was a, that, was a... I know. You guys have sat for a long time and your butts are probably numb, but I really hope it was worth it for you. I really am so glad you all came out tonight. I had a great time. I hope you yeah, also did. Great. And Thank um, you guys. if you enjoyed it, um, the podcast version will be coming out in about two weeks. You can find it on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. It's called The Bitch Seat. It's yeah. totally free. There are tons of episodes on there to find. Um, you can just we, download them. You don't even have to listen to them. Just delete them after. Just download them. Just Download them. We really like the download numbers. I want if you don't mind. to do reads for ads. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. We want to. We want to. We want to plug me. AdamandEve.com. So I could do it. You could. Yeah. You could. You are. We are AdamandEve.com. Uh, so yes, you know we're on Twitter. Um, we're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on all the things. I want to thank Beowulf for being um, a, 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 double a double duty today. All of the interns, the Nerdist Show, my Meltdown Comics. Uh, Andrea Cheneve, Zach Sherwin, Sandeep, Milana, and you guys, because you're the fucking best. And uh, remember... What got you here? Treasure, treasure what, what got, got you here. here. We'll treasure fix that. what got we'll you here. Okay. okay. Thanks, night, guys. guys. Remember what got you here. Mercury's in retrograde, guys. Get home safe. Hi, I'm Erin Bagwell. And I'm Diana Matthews. Welcome to Beaver Talk, the podcast where we give Hollywood unsolicited advice about feminism. In our world, Ava DuVernay should have already won an Oscar. Reese Witherspoon doesn't need to make her own production company to get roles. And Oprah is really the only celebrity worthy enough to be president. Join us as we deep dive into all the things that fire us up about film and television. The glorious, the misogynistic, and the groundbreaking. This is Beaver, Beaver Talk. Talk. This has been an Atlantic Transmission production. Hey!